Now recording. The following podcast may have adult humor. Swear words. Innuendos of a adult nature. Making fun of me. That's a given. Everybody looks forward <laughs> to that. But just know that you have been warned, so you listen at your own eardrums peril. I actually have a question for Pepper, but it will probably it probably take a whole other episode. But what got you into making music? What got me into making music? Well, it started when I was a child, actually. You know how every mom is like, oh, I, I want to... I want my I want my child to grow up to be a great pianist and a great musician, and oh, yeah. I'm going to pay for, I, for classes. Yeah, and... Yep. Yep. Did yep, not work yep. for it me. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it kind of worked for me. We tried group lessons at a very early age, and then I tried private lessons around middle school age, and I made a little bit of progress, but. Piano never really held my attention. I, I, I left it behind, and it wasn't until it wasn't until I was about 24. This was a couple years after I'd lost my remaining vision, because I, I was born visually impaired, glaucoma, and, uh, you know, then some retinal detachments, and, uh, and then my eyes had decided they'd had enough. But anyway, 24, my brother came down. He is up in, uh, he's up north, and, uh, he brought a Yamaha Reface DX with him, which, okay, this is, uh, well, it's a bit of a different topic to, uh, to PDF readers, uh, but any of y'all listening who are interested in synthesizers, the Yamaha Reface line gets dismissed a lot as a toy. It's, it's really not, it's, it's, they're, they're like, well, you know, before the chip shortage, they were what, three, four hundred bucks, solidly little built things with fantastic mini keys. And honestly, as a first synth, probably couldn't do better. I, I've had, uh, I, I had so much fun with the Reface DX and before anyone gets excited, well, anyone blind, it has a screen. Which, you know, unfortunately, linear FM synthesis is quite complicated. But the other Reface keyboards in that line do not have screens. And I have the Reface CS, which I purchased after I had hours of fun with my brother's DX. And that one, that one's all faders all the way down, with the exception of the little pitch bend lever thing. But... No screens, no nothing. You just make cool sounds on that thing. And I had that for a couple of months. I played with it. And then I'm like, well, you know what? I want more. So I got myself a little semi-modular. And then after that, I decided, well, I need a drum machine. So I got a drum machine. And then after that, I'm like, well, you know what? I want a really nice digital piano. So I got, I, I, I saved up 
and I got a really nice digital piano. And then I got a, my mixer and my equipment rack to tie it all together. And eventually the Mac came into play when I realized that hardware synths were just not practical at all. Like, listen, more power to you if you have the space and the money to set up a $4,000 Euro rack setup. I don't. So, uh, uh, a $700 M1 Mac Mini with Logic Pro is just so much more practical. And I just kind of went from there, slowly building up my collection of sounds, slowly building up my, uh, my, my collection, no, slowly building up my, my, my music skills. And, uh, I make music now. It's pretty great. Really good music at that. I know. Um, I used to <laughs> pop in whenever I could and listen to it on Twitch whenever you would uh, stream until I finally got fed up with Twitch and just deleted my account. It was, I, I just hate like, Twitch. But I mean, it has oh, its purpose. You know? Yeah. Twitch has Twitch. its <laughs> highs and lows. Yes. The you interface know, is definitely a low. It is. You know, and there's lots of good content out there. But, you know, I don't want to get caught up with all the other advertisements out there. And no, I'm not interested in that. Why are you telling me that I am interested in that? You know, just yeah, just finally got to the point. I was having a bad day anyway. It's like, you know what? I can get rid of it. You know, yeah. and, and just we don't stream it. anymore on Twitch, do we? No, um, Jim has one for Knights of the Braille. Um, that's what I meant. I didn't think we, no, uh, me personally, we, we don't with the blind knights because cause... when I did my first campaign with Jim, which my character's still in limbo, but um, no, your character's dead. Okay, he's dead. Um, <laughs> we always streamed on Twitch, and my the Tuesday night campaign used to stream, yeah. Um, but speaking of uh D and D, uh, we'll just continue this, and then I'll edit into a couple of different podcasts. Um, Jesse and I both play D and D. I have a passion for other RPGs as well. Uh, don't know that I ever get to play the majority of them or even half of them, but I love them. I love reading your, them. Your comment yesterday, your comment yesterday uh, that you think I could run. Ghostbusters. Was that a hint that you want me to run a Ghostbusters game? See what I mean, Pepper? He's kind of thick sometimes. Because I'll do it. <laughs> I'll gladly do it. Um, of course. I mean, that's okay. my childhood. That and Ninja Turtles and Thundercats. But Is there a Ninja Turtles uh, RPG? Uh, there probably is, but I mean, all you have to do is use the turtle from D&D 5e. Yeah, I know, but you look at all turtle. kinds of games. I just didn't know if one existed. I've looked I, at them, but I can't remember. I'm sorry, I Pepper. Mean, go ahead. <laughs> I honestly, I'm I'm sure it exists. If not, there's at least a reskin of like an existing RPG. I mean, there's there's I mean there's 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 Star Wars RPG. There's there's oh, yes. like Pokemon there's a Trainer Harry RPG. One. Hmm. I didn't know oh, it was yes. a Harry Potter RPG. Oh yeah, at least Richard um, told I, me there was. I don't know anything about it. I'm in in the middle of converting it to be able to be read. Ooh. It's, um, 
It runs off of the Powered by the Apocalypse engine. Oh, man. Uh, I really like that engine. Yeah. Uh, We actually use that engine or the the dice system for the combat in the Monday night group that I run. It's a lot easier. Yes, I agree. Uh, Not um, as much math. Yeah, and I hate math. Uh, but Pepper, as as it comes to TTRPGs, um, how long have you been playing role playing games? How long have I been playing? Let me think here. <laughs> well, since the pandemic started, I think. Like probably a lot of people, uh, a lot of other people probably started, and I, yeah, it was, it was around 2020. Yeah, I I got approached by a group of old high school friends, and uh, they're like, uh, you know, hey Pepper, how you doing? And uh, it, it was it was fun reconnecting with them, and they're like, hey, do you wanna play some D and D with us? And started playing D&D, but I wasn't quite sure how to do it on account of the fact that I'm blind. So I started doing a little research. And that is when I stumbled across the Knights of the Braille. We you have to, you have to say it like that. It's the law. <laughs> well, some of us I've been a part since it, the but... beginning and I didn't know that. So okay. <laughs> So we don't tell Jesse everything. You know. I, I have the same story as you, though. That's I've always wanted to play D and D, and I saw an ad for Knights of the Braille. The Pop Tech Tidbits, I believe, was the newsletter, and I emailed Jim, and it was written. It was the year before the pandemic, but I remember pandemic was a crazy time. That's all. Awesome. Yes, it was. I- I found them through uh, through the r slash the r slash blind subreddit. Oh, that's right. I don't ever poke around there much. Is that a good one to look at? I think it's one of the better ones, but you know, okay. then again, I might be biased with the whole blind thing. I don't. Well, even, I, I very rarely too, go out so. to Reddit. I've uh. gotten down some rabbit holes of Reddit, but I just haven't done it in a while, and I never looked at the blind. Oh, oh boy! I'm going yeah. down the, mine was the, the mine was the Reddit. mine was the no sleep Reddit's where I would lose my time. Ah, r slash no sleep. I used to go on yep. there. I, I'll be honest. I'm not particularly active on Reddit anymore, save for a few places. Mainly because it. <laughs> well, to be blunt, it reminds me of like. It makes me feel like I'm talking to like clones of my exes, which is not the most pleasant feeling. Oh, no, R slash blind is <laughs> R slash blind is is definitely one of the better subreddits okay. in my. I've been a lurker. I've never really posted, but oh, I would never want to talk to my exes. So no, no. <laughs> uh, I just I'll go out there if it answers one of my questions, but. But that's about it. Um, so you've played a lot of D&D then, Pepper. Have you played other games? I know you're part of uh, the Cats, I believe, as well as Lasers and Feeling. Um, yes. What is so, Lasers and Feeling? <laughs> well, Jesse, it's when you get upset. That's your feeling. 
and you shoot somebody yes. with a laser. I, yeah, I guess I, I would know these things if I'm more active on the Discord. Uh, That's right. what Richard well, always tells me. I I will start with Cat um, because you know uh, as a as the as the. As the Knights of the Braille's resident animal person, I, I, I you know, I, I gotta say, I, I do like my animal-based TTRPGs, and Cat is quite fun. You play as a house cat, and you go on adventures, and everything is from the point of view of cats. And, and I need to do you this. do cat things, and you eat cat foods. Um... Our our most recent uh, major campaign was all about uh, getting uh, one of the local cats uh, into the cat show and helping him win so that we could get a year's supply, or maybe it was a lifetime supply, I forget, a lot of free cat food. And I'm happy that, to report that it went swimmingly. I need oh, to do that this. is awesome. Yeah, I need to do uh, this game. And and mostly blind gamer is the one that runs it on the nights of the Braille. And I mean, I'm sure he does a good job. He keeps telling me I need to pop in there and listen. But uh, y'all know how life is. First one thing and another pops up, and it's like, oh, oh yeah. And then oh, especially your life now that it. you're literally the boss of nights of the Braille. Now. I know. I'm telling you, I don't like responsibility. Yeah. Um, so, well, you so should definitely about... oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go uh, ahead. No, I'm gonna say you, you should definitely, you should definitely stop by to spectate whenever you can. We, we get up to our, to our, uh, to our little feline antics, and sometimes we have our own little arguments and little spats. <laughs> and, uh, let's just say, uh, Sharkclaw and Claudia, they are, uh, two cats that. Well, they don't like each other very much. <laughs> uh, Sounds like our two it. cats in this house. I love it. Oh, so tell us about lasers and feelings. It's it's a game that I've heard of, but never looked into either. Lasers and feelings is my personal favorite. That one is uh, GM'd by Tiny Dot Valkyrie, and I gotta say, she is a great DM. And an absolute bean. And I've actually hosted a few sessions myself. It was my first dabble into being a GM. Uh-huh. And Lasers and Feelings is a sci-fi TTRPG. Think Star Trek, but a little more whimsical. Mm. There is we... one... Oh, sorry? Uh, go ahead. I was going to ask if we could think Star Wars. I'm not a Star Trek fan. I was going to maybe I would say it's more like a cross between Star Trek and Mass Effect, but Ooh, okay, there's no okay. Reapers. I, I can deal with this part. I can deal with this. Okay. Um, but there is one stat and one stat only, and that is your LF number. And it is a number that is between two and five. The closer it is to two, the more feelings-oriented you are. That is the F and LF. And the closer to five it is, the more lasers-oriented you are. And feelings is all about intuition and emotion. You know, say... Uh, 
being uh, 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 the diplomat of the group or, or you know, pulling off stunts, uh, stuff like that. Whereas lasers is all technology and being analytical. And uh, I play a character, Yanara. She is a Hethan, uh, which is a species that looks very much like an earth fox but absolutely not a fox because this is science fiction and these are aliens not foxes wait Jeff, that uh, sounds like fun don't it? it does sound like a lot of fun i'm playing the dnd which i enjoy it's nice that I, i'm looking more towards like lighthearted games now like even the campaign i run is more lighthearted and there's just something to be said about playing a game and having fun because the game itself is lighthearted and fun. Oh, absolutely. And there, there's just, I, I, I honestly, my, my favorite thing is, is just the, 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 the variety. And I guess you could say the, I guess the insanity of it all. It's just, you can do basically anything you want. Like, and uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, I guess I'm. I guess this counts a little bit as tooting my own horn, but the uh, the session I hosted for Lasers and Feelings was it took place on the planet Abraxas, which looked exactly like the world from Tron Legacy, and it was all about taking down the uh, the Cat Mafia, also known as the Nyakuza, in order to help uh, the uh, <laughs> the wolves. Uh, take back their, uh, their, uh, their illegal light cycle, uh, light bike parts, uh, trade for the, uh, for the local light bike races, which are everything on there. And, uh, you know, in the process, you got your, your ship fixed because, you know, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a hook, you know, there, there's gotta be uh why should the party do this campaign and not just fly on by? And in, and in that case, it was because, uh, it was because the life support system had gone kaput. But but that that's just that's 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 the fun of it, you know. Other campaigns I've played, you know, we've been swallowed by a giant cyber robot space whale. Uh, another one, <laughs> the one we're currently in, we have to take an AI inhabiting a uh, an artificial body. Her name is Alpha Ro to the I don't remember the acronym, but it was a it was a government office with a big long acronym, and we have to get her registered as a novel life form, and we have to get find a way to get past the line, which has an approximate wait time of two and a half months. That sounds just awesome. Yeah, it sounds like something I'd, I'd love to play in. You know, and I was actually looking at the other games this morning um whenever i was going through my binge of buying ttrpgs and i found several um lasers and feelings hacks like found one that has to deal with fantasy one that deals with um one of my favorite things is wrestling so you know found one of those and it's it seems like the perfect system to be able to basically make any kind of game that you want to you you can you can do pretty much anything in there. I'm 
working on a campaign at the moment for uh, 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 a server, which is, well, it, it, it's somewhat related. I, I you, you've probably heard about it. You know, the, um, the, uh, and, and, and feel free to cut this out if, 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 you know, you don't want like a cross promotion thing, but they are, oh, uh, no, that's uh, all about it. Okay, um, but formerly Ladies Alliance of Gamers, now let's all game, and we are uh, we are uh, we're, we're we're having our uh, our hundred uh, user uh, little celebration, and I am planning a game of Lasers and Feelings for that right now. It's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome, yeah, Danny, and I've I've talked to Marcella, you know, once or twice, but. I talked to Danny a good bit. I actually play in the game with, with Danny. And she may get upset if I don't say Danny Marie. So, you know, Danny, Danny Marie, same person. Uh, oh, really, yeah. really sweetheart. You oh, know, she, uh, she, she and Marcella, they're, they're, they're both wonderful people. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I got, uh, I got Danny Marie set up in Stardew Valley not long ago. Actually, that was, that was quite a lot of fun. That that's a game that I really want to to check out. I'm curious about that as well. Yes, um, I, I I honestly I I would be happy to to show both of y'all Stardew Valley because it is it it is very quickly becoming one of my absolute favorite games, which is I guess not really that surprising. It is it's it's kind of the 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 darling game of the uh, of the indie game fan base. Right. But everything I've I've read about it and you know heard people talking about it, it seems a lot of fun. Is there a you demo know? of it or is it just something you have to buy cool turkey? Uh you gotta buy it. It's I believe it's fifteen US dollars. You can get it on Steam, you can get it on GOG, you can get it through um through Xbox uh through through Xbox, the the, the Game Pass thing. Uh, mind you, you can only use the accessibility mods on PC and the mod developer I do not know how to pronounce their name Shoeb that's that's how my screen reader pronounces it I'm sorry if I'm butchering it <laughs> uh, they strongly recommend the Steam version because you have to install SMAPI and that's set up most easily for Steam and you know what? I could go on an entire tangent about the inaccessibility of Steam, but I was just going to ask you that because I always heard that it was a pain to get things. It is. Oh, okay. I guess I will talk about the inaccessibility <laughs> of Steam. Um, well, it's frankly quite awful. Um, one might say that it's criminally inaccessible. Um, it's 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 really bad. Um, the login screen is inaccessible. Um, and it's it's really quite frustrating, especially when you have games like The Veil, Shadow of the Crown, which are meant to be played by blind people on Steam and yeah, inaccessible that kind of platform. defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Exactly. So, uh, Valve, Mr. Gabe Newell, if you are listening, please quite like using the platform, and you know it would make it quite a lot easier for me to uh give you money you know that thing that you need yeah like i say our money spends just as good as somebody who can see so you basically need a sighted which i have but a sighted person to get any game from steam not necessarily you need a screen reader 
a lot of patience, and preferably some alcohol. Well, I can, so, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Um, essentially, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get it set up. You're going to want to use the website through a traditional web browser as much as you possibly can. And it's, it's still not great. Um, I mean, just to give you a little example, the footer semantically, well, first of all, it doesn't use the footer tag in HTML. It uses like straight up. The name of the element is hash footer, which I believe I believe that's a class in CSS, but that that that's getting into nerd talk. Basically, the website is built horrendously, but it's more accessible than the Steam client. You make your account there, you get the Steam client installed. There is there is a guide on using Steam with a screen reader, and I'm going to have to look this one up, but it involves appending your login info to the Steam EXE file. And then, you know, if you have the Steam mobile app, which is mostly usable, surprisingly, at least on iOS, you, you, you type in the code from the Steam mobile authenticator, and that'll get you logged in. And if you purchase a game through uh, the Steam website, there is a link that can automatically start the game download if you have the Steam client open. More often than not, though, you're going to have to tab and trundle along through the Steam client until you get to the this table and you have to find it and use the, the applications key and click download. And then you just kind of have to press enter a few times and hope that the window popped up. Windows 10 OCR comes in very handy for this sort of thing. But the Richard long story short... Richard would mad and be like, forget it. Yeah, no. The, the, yeah, the I, long... I already greeted my teeth way before Pepper even got to the whole tabbing thing. Yeah. The, the long story short, it's a massive... It, it It's a massive ball. Like, it's not fun. It's doable, but it's not fun. Steam, get your shit together. Come on. I got that. Did you just say ball lake? Yes. Oh, I am definitely stealing that, and I'm going it's to use perfect it's word. A, um, <laughs> yes, it is. It's a, it's it's uh, a British thing. Uh, funny enough, I I I spend a lot of time uh with UK friends, so you just kind of stuff you pick up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm definitely going to be using that one. I can't wait till my roommate gets home. Uh, <laughs> but um, Pepper, I want to I want to thank you for. For joining us, but I have two quick questions um, before we end this. Do you have a favorite character that you have been in an RPG? Like, for instance, I, I, I prefer playing dwarves and sorcerers. Do you have a favorite class and race that you've played in D&D or in a TTRPG? That is a Difficult question because they all have oh they're all so much fun. Mm-hmm. One of, that's cool. It's like picking yeah, your children. One of um, your favorite child. <laughs> right. Well, as far as D D, one of my favorite uh official characters so far is the dwarf. Right? Playing yes. a dwarf barbarian is just 
listen, you know, the barbarian, they're not the smartest class, but you know what? What they lack for in brains, they make up in pure unbridled rage. What you you see is what you get. (laughs) Exactly. Sometimes it's fun to not deal with sorcery points, a.k.a. mage bullets. Yep. Um, Yeah, I agree. That's what Joe Cat calls them anyway, but you know, I I I quite <laughs> like the name. But but sometimes it's it's fun to not deal with all that stuff and just pick up a giant battle axe and smash. It's so simple, you know. And uh, you can do a lot of character work with it too, I feel like. I'm thinking about Aurelio. Uh he, he was one of know, my favorites. You can have the basics of a barbarian, but make your character unique in some way that it's not just a Conan the Barbarian ripoff. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think the, the character I played, um, I forget the Barbarian subclass. It's the one that, that deals with like like animals and stuff, and you can get um, claws. I think and, it like, is. Path, it. Path of the Beast. I think, I think it might have been Path of the Beast. I don't know. It's oh, okay. yeah. It's like the it's like the it's 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 the furry bait subclass. Let's yes. call it that. <laughs> um, my next quick question is have you have you had a favorite scene that happened in an RPG? It doesn't have to be D D, just RPG in general. Well, Manny, how do you how do how do you even pick a scene like that? Oh, I, I, I have my scene. Oh, I mean, of I have course you do. And I know a, which one it is. One as a DM and one as a player. Mm. They just they stick out to me. Well, um, as a player, I think my favorite scene was in my very first D&D campaign. We were playing through, I believe it was a pre-made campaign, and it, it, it was this villain, Zoth, and there were like a bunch of masks that we had to collect. And at one point, we were in a castle, and there was a... Uh, there was this zombie plague going around uh, within the city walls. And we had to escape through this secret passage. And I laid down a sheet of ice. I was playing as a... um, I was playing as a human sorcerer at the time. And I, I, I laid down this sheet of ice. And we... We... We jumped onto the fighter's shield... And rode, uh, used it like a sled to escape from the castle as uh, as zombies were were storming it and infecting all of the all of the knights and and nobles inside. And that was probably my absolute favorite scene as as a as a player, as a DM. Oh, um, it was during the escape of that uh, of that uh, Tron campaign I did in Lasers and Feelings, where I had set them up to do, you know, your your, your very typical like Tron thing, like set up those light fences and try to get the uh, the uh, the the robots to to crash into them. And instead, what my players ended up doing is they 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 basically ran them off the road and and got creative and and. It's 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 a lot of fun, you know. It, essentially, kind of using their the robots' own bikes against themselves, and it's 
it's always fun seeing how your players take the story you have and and just kind of mold it and change it. That's it's so much fun. Yes. How how they take the initiative and while you think they may go one way, the way that they actually do go is totally different than anything you ever expected. What story I was Oh sorry, good. No. I was I was running the Storm King's Thunder and there was one of the giants. Instead of fighting the giants, Richard had his character seduce and sleep with the giant. That's how they got a piece of the shell conch, and then that's how they escaped when this giant was sleeping. Fantastic. I, I was playing, it was Aurelio. Um, it was a dwarf sleeping with and the giant. I was a dwarf. So I had went to the, to the potion maker and got that's a right. potion of enlarge. <laughs> so he, oh he, he drank the potion. And he had um, Jesse allowed it to be homebrewed to where it would, you know, just focus on one part. So she that said, was oh, really well, too, though. <laughs> I think I got a 19 or a natural 20. Yeah, you did really oh, well. Oh, like, dear. you could have failed <laughs> hard, horribly, but. Uh, but it, it was beautiful. You know, it was, it was probably one of the funniest things I've been a part of, too. But, you know, um, Jesse, you got any other questions for, for Pepper here? No, not really. Uh, um, Pepper, you got anything you'd like to ask either one of us before we uh, close out the podcast? Well, I just want to say thanks for having me on. Thanks for letting me ramble about video games and accessibility and and all that. Um, And, uh, hey, you know, um, anybody who's been wondering about playing TTRPG or hell even video games and you're blind come on over to Knights of the Braille we got some interesting people we sure do um and as as always you can find me at braille knights on twitter you can email me at knights of the braille at gmail.com you can find Jesse at the Jesse B 83 and you can Keep find me so I have to tweet more uh, you won't. And uh, Pepper, you want to give your uh, Twitter and, and Twitch and all that other good yeah. information? Well, uh, I am, uh, as I said, I am Pepper the Vixen on Twitter, on Twitch, on uh, base, all, uh, just about everywhere, unless there's like a character limit, which there's a few of those. But, you know, Twitter is my main. I do I do stream on Twitch. I do Stardew Valley. I do music. And uh, that's that's about it, really. Excellent, excellent. Again, thank you, Pepper, for for joining us. And um, upcoming soon, that we will have one of our uh, random topic podcasts with uh, Pepper the Vixen on it. So be sure to uh, tune in and look forward to that. Thank you, everybody, and remember to like, share, and subscribe. subscribe. This episode is brought to you by the Knights of the Braille and is made possible through the support of viewers such as you. Please remember to like, share and subscribe to get all of the latest information and episodes. Thank you.